0: This is Clothes-Making Mavens, a sewing podcast about handmade fashion.
1: Hello, sewists! I'm Helena from greyallday.com. And I'm Lori from frivolousatlast.com. We put out a call for contributors to our podcast so we could hear from sewers around the world and ask you to record your answers to a few questions. Questions like, what do you do when you're not sewing, why you love to sew, and what's on your sewing table right now? I'm pleased to say that the contributions have been rolling in.
0: So I hope right now you're settling into maybe some pattern taping or doing some fabric cutting or some stitching, and you're ready to hear from some fellow sewers. We'll start with two sisters from Christchurch, New Zealand, who are so good at interviewing each other that we think they should have their own podcast, or maybe they could host Clothesmaking Making Maven's New Zealand edition. See what you think.
2: So, um, hi,
0: Kia
3: ora. I'm Maria. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't we
2: talk for each other. That's what you actually mean. I'm actually Naomi. Um, and my blog. Is called spare Style. It's a WordPress blog, so style.wordpress.com And my Instagram handle is nomijoybubble.
4: Kia ora, I'm Miriam and I blog at createhopeinspire.blogspot.com. And I'm on Instagram at MiriamGCF. And we're sisters
2: and we live in the same city, Christchurch, New Zealand. So your question number two, Miriam, is what are you doing when you're not selling?
4: When I'm not sewing, I may be found uh, raising two delicious boys. I may be found writing stories. I may be found teaching children performing arts. I may be found preaching. I may be found lying in the corner eating very dark fair trade chocolate. How about you? I have a day job. My day job
2: is managing a university campus. Then um, I am also a singer and an actor and a piano player and a songwriter when I can find the time and when I'm not selling. So, Maureen, why do you sew?
4: Well, I sew because the kind of clothes I want to wear nobody else wants to make. And (laughs) also I sew because the kind of clothes I want to wear would cost me lots of money to buy, which is okay because they would be handmade by real people being paid real wages using nice fabric. But mainly I sew because uh, I want to have a wardrobe that's full of dresses and the thought of having to wear something that is the same as other people is uh, horrifying to me and to the point where if I had to have a uniform for a job it would potentially be a deal breaker on having that job at all. (laughs) So yeah that's probably why I sew because the thought of looking like other people is very unappealing to me and I dress a little bit like I probably just escaped from a Dr. Zeus book. Why Um, do you sew?
2: I am Mm. compulsively creative so for me the sewing process is highly rewarding for a couple of reasons. Um, I like to come up with concepts particularly the part of sewing that I really enjoy is the pla- the pairing of fabric and design. So I really love looking at fabrics and thinking about how they might look as finished garments and then trying to realise that vision. So one half of my brain is really highly creative and the other half is really nerdy and organised so I really like the kind of
4: spreadsheets
2: (laughs) planning and i really like the systematic process that ends with a really cool result so i love the fact that sewing is steps it's sequential and then there's a really beautiful result at the end and like Miriam, i also don't want to look like other people and unlike Miriam, i don't like wearing dresses i love wearing trousers and for most of you out there that sew you understand that trousers are almost impossible to buy that fit anybody so if you want trousers it's really good to learn how to sew. I also think that
4: a lot of your sewing comes
2: from your ethical value system too. That's true. If I'm not sewing clothes, I only buy clothes that have been made in New Zealand or made in countries with labour laws that I trust. Otherwise I buy secondhand. And we both buy quite a lot of secondhand fabric as well. Yes, Because we feel that we can justify the quantities. In fact, 80% of my sewing this year I worked out was from secondhand fabric, so that's quite cool.
4: So, Miriam, what's on your sewing table right now? Well, Actually, my sewing table is nice and clear because we just spent the whole morning dealing <laughs> and with my slightly unwieldy stash that had got totally out of control. <laughs> but what I'm really excited about making is a hooded sweatshirt dress in Wears Wally red and white stripes with a velvet blue hood and pockets. Because we're going to go on a trip to Canada. So it'll be we'll be going from summer into winter. So I'm pretty excited about that. And I really want to make a Rigel bomber out of this gorgeous green probably terribly sweaty polyester which I'll line in calico um, that I'm super excited about as well How about you Naomi?
2: What I'm excited about sewing is uh, 2018 is going to be the year of the pant for me, the year of the trouser Um, (laughs) Much like 2017 I haven't actually made as many pants as I should have had in terms of how often I wear them So I've just done a spreadsheet I (laughs) I went through my stash And I found all of the fabric that I have that is enough to make pants out of. And then I have tried to pair them with patterns. And I'm also taking a craftsy course on developing your own pants sloper. And then working with that to make your own trouser design. So that's what I'm really excited about. Hashtag sewing geek. Yep. Hashtag geek for life in every area. Thanks, Laurie. And thank you, Helena, for having us on... Clothes-making mavens, provided we actually (laughs) make the cash. (laughs) And thanks for doing such a great podcast.
0: Namahinui. Blessings to you all. Tena kōndra, which is my probably butchered way of trying to say thank you, Naomi and Miriam in Maori, which is one of the uh, official languages of New Zealand in addition to English. Uh, So you can find Naomi at spareroomstyle.wordpress.com and you can find Miriam at create hopeinspire.blogspot.com. And hey, you two, we weren't kidding when we said maybe you should be doing Clothesmaking Maven's New Zealand edition. (laughs) Let's talk.
1: Next up is Shannon, a university student studying science in Montreal, Canada. In 2015, she won the Super Online Sewing Match hosted by Sew Mama Sew. Shannon beat out some very skilled competitors, even though she'd only been sewing seriously for a couple of years. She's also a ballerina, which she'll tell us all about.
5: Hi, I'm Shannon, and I have a blog called Adventures of a Young Seamstress, where I blog about my sewing projects and my knitting projects, occasionally. (laughs) Um, You can also find me on Instagram, at youngseamstress, and uh, I'll admit I'm a little more active on Instagram than my blog these days, but uh, you can go ahead and follow both. Um, Question number two. The first thing I can remember wanting to be was actually a librarian. At the time, I thought that the librarians wrote the books, so I guess you could say that I wanted to be a writer. (laughs) Uh, Question three. Uh, Right now, I'm still a student, and I probably will be for a while yet. Um, I'm just finishing up my undergraduate degree in science. I'm uh, majoring in immunology, which is the study of the immune system. Um, I've already done a few summer internships, and I'm doing an honors degree, working on another research project, so I'm planning on starting my master's degree In the fall, don't know where yet, but uh, yeah, that's my plan, and I'll see where I go from there. Question four. uh, Sadly, these days I actually spend a lot more time studying than sewing, uh, so that's probably the big thing I do other than sewing, but I'm also involved in a small dance company at my school. Uh, It's called Allegria Contemporary Ballet Company, and actually, if you're on your phone following me on Instagram, you can also follow us. Uh, It's at Allegria Contemporary Ballet. Uh, we're also on YouTube with the same username. Uh, basically, we're a student-run group, and we meet twice a week to rehearse. Uh, we teach each other all our own choreography. We do some uh, a little bit of classical ballet training, and we have two performances a year with all our own original choreography. Um, myself, I'm more classically trained, but all of our dances, most of our dances are contemporary and uh, I really, really love having having the opportunity to experiment, branch out a little bit, and try some different styles. And, um, yeah, it's also just really great to have a creative outlet like this while I'm studying, especially studying science. Question five. I first started sewing when I was seven, I think. My mom taught me. But I never really sewed that much. And I was never, I was never happy with anything I sewed until I think I was about 16. Over the course of grade 11, I... I learned a lot more about the environmental and ethical implications of the clothing industry, just how it's, you know, clothing is so mass-produced and mass-consumed, I guess. Um, it's what, what a lot of people call uh, fast fashion. And um, after learning, doing all these projects on this fast fashion, I kind of, got interested in this slow clothing movement um and there are a lot of brands that make things that are you know produced in fair trade factories made in the us made in canada using organic cotton recycled polyester more sustainable materials that sort of thing but um i realized pretty quickly that i couldn't afford most of it um as much as i would love to support the industry so instead i actually picked up sewing again um when i hadn't really sewed very much since first learning, and um, I haven't really looked back. I'll admit that I started buying a lot more of my clothes since starting university, just because you know my sewing time is so much more limited now. But whenever I can, I try to make clothes instead of buying them. And I, you know, I really try to buy clothing uh, really only out of necessity. And a lot of my stuff I can also buy secondhand as well, which is great. Question six. On my sewing table right now, well, um, I have a massive pile of alterations that never really seems to get any smaller (laughs) because every time I alter something, I try something else on and realize it doesn't fit or it has a rip or a stain or whatever and I have to fix it. But um, I also have a half finished Halloween costume, which is actually still my current sewing project. Because I was planning to dress up as Merida from Brave, so I had this uh, green velvet dress that I was making, and uh, I think I was working up on my costume right about up to the minute I was supposed to leave for the Halloween party, and then I decided not to go, so I didn't ever finish my costume, but um, the top and the skirt were assembled but never put together, so I was thinking that I might just make them into a top and a skirt that I could wear separately because I'm probably more likely to wear that than... A full-on green velvet dress. Um, So far that hasn't happened but I have actually thought about saving it for Halloween costume next year but we'll see. I don't know where in the world I'll be next year so I can't really plan ahead for next Halloween that easily. Question seven? Uh, what I'm most excited for right now is that uh, I'm making a formal dress, or I will be making a formal dress for the Microbiology and Immunology Gala at the end of the year. It's really fun. It's, uh, it's a formal end-of-the-year celebration for um both students and staff in the program, and uh, I've actually been involved in planning it this year, and I think it's going to be really, really great. I'm, I'm going to be making my dress from some silver crushed velvet that I got on a recent trip to New York. Uh, Sadly, I don't have time for anything super extravagant, so my plan is to go with the uh, the Closet Case Patterns ebony dress as a base. It's kind of a swing dress from a knit with a scoop neck. I've made it before, and it comes together really quickly, and it's just so much fun to wear. I love it. So uh, I think I'm going to use that as my base and then maybe modify the neckline into something a little different. Maybe narrow the dress a little just because the fabric is really dramatic, but I think it'll be a great project because... Right now, I just I can't dedicate as much time to sewing a formal dress as I did say when I was graduating from high school. Uh, back then, I made this amazing silk tea length gown. It had it was an original nineteen fifties fifties pattern, and it had um, had all sorts of pleats and uh, um, underarm gussets and all sorts of things, and uh, it was beautiful, but. That's just way too time-consuming a project for me right now. So I think this project will be good because it'll still be a really special project, but it won't be super time-consuming and I'll be able to fit it into my student schedule. And it's also not so formal that I'll never be able to wear it again, so that's really nice because I don't... I really don't like the idea of making a dress that I'll only be able to wear once. You know, if I'm gonna put that much time and effort into it, I might as well be able to wear it a few times, right? Anyways, thanks so much for having me on the podcast. Yeah, it was great talking to you.
1: It was great hearing from you too, Shannon. Can't wait to see your velvet dress for the gala. We'll keep an eye out for it on youngseamstress.blogspot.com.
0: Our next contributor is Amy, who lives in Leeds in the north of England. If her blog is anything to go by, she loves to sew gorgeous fit and flare style dresses. You can see how great she looks in them at almondrock.co.uk. Amy is also the editor of Love Sewing Magazine, and 2018 is going to be a really big year for Amy, as she'll explain.
3: Hello, so my name's Amy. Um, I'm, I blog at almondrock.co.uk, um, but you'll also find me on social media as almondrock underscore sews, um, and also occasionally as Love Sewing Mag when I jump on, um, jump on the work accounts. Uh, I work in publishing. I'm the editor of Love Sewing Magazine, and it's a UK-based monthly magazine, um, but that's also sold in Australia and the US. Oh, oh and we just uh, recently launched in Canada as well. So that's basically what I do when I'm not sewing. I spend my time researching sewing instead. It's looking at patterns and fabrics and planning tutorials and projects and chatting with like-minded people. So I guess at home I like to hang out with my partner and our cat Chewbacca, we're currently planning our wedding, um, oh that's mine and my partner's not mine and my cat's, um, and I guess I count blogging as a hobby as well because it does take time and it has its own, its own rewards, um, so yeah that's what keeps me busy. Uh, when I was in my early twenties I realised I didn't have a hobby. I've um, always been like obsessed with the written word and read books every hour. Um, then I found like the longer I worked in publishing, sometimes it's not best to obsessively read in all your spare time too. So I signed up to adult evening courses. Um, pretty much became addicted. It was the same time that I was working for a legal publisher and like proofing books on tax law and property law and sewing was this like wonderful, exciting activity to take on after work. Um, Now that I've been sewing for nearly eight years, I kind of sew for different reasons. Some projects are about finding that like Zen mindless flow of calm like when the day's been really busy and I don't want to think about my to-do list anymore um, my brain like is constantly worrying so going into this calm quiet place is really helpful um, and thankfully I've been saying long enough that I can do a lot of things on autopilot but um, also like I like to learn new things. Because I think it's really great to be a beginner sometimes or to push yourself and see what you can do and not be afraid to get things wrong. Um, you know, it's all a process, but you can't actually get any better if you don't try. And so either that's taking new courses, like I recently tried a tambour beading course, um, I've been trying embroidery, but also work has like lots of opportunities for me to test patterns and fabrics that either don't suit my taste or style and I can hone my skills. So occasionally I'll like ask the seamstresses at work, like I'll just take a project on myself to make a sample um, for the magazine uh, and that's like a good way to keep learning. At the minute, um, I'm kind of working on a few things at home. So I'm tweaking bridesmaid dress twirls. Um I've got like a few big four patterns that I'm like using to make the perfect dresses for my friends. And I'm turning the Sophie swimsuit from Closet Case Files into a corselet that I'm going to wear under my wedding dress. Just so everything stays where it should. And it's going to sound insane, but I'm like relaxing from that with this mustard duster coat that I'm sewing um so basically I'd like dip in and out of it when I get a bit tired of the wedding sewing um, I did already make a winter coat this year so this is like the tailoring light version I guess basically I'm just obsessed with yellow and I really wanted a yellow coat um, so I don't actually need it but then sometimes that's fun too right <laughs> um, the thing that is exciting me and terrifying me is actually starting on my wedding dress. I made a full toile using cheaper materials and I know I've got some fit changes to make. But I actually got all my fabrics in like Black Friday sales, which was amazing. Um, so I, and now I've got every supply I need. So pro- I'm probably going to have to get started. I get married in July, so I really need to start soon. I mean, I've made occasion dresses before, but this is something... Different. I mean, it's just going to be photographed so much and stared at by everyone, so it's making me quite nervous. Um, and also, like as I say, there's a chance to try new techniques, but is that a clever or a stupid thing? I can't quite decide given it's such a big dress. Yeah, but it's going to be good. Terrifying and good. Uh, the one thing I did find though, it was really hard to find any online tutorials and lots of finished dresses. Um, So I'm trying to build, like, a super list that's got everything I can possibly find. And when it's done, I'm going to let that live on my website for future bridal sewists to come along. Or if you're just sewing occasion wear, hopefully you'll find inspiration on there. Um, So, yeah, there should be something else out of it rather than just me in a dress. I'm really happy to have found your podcast, ladies, because, you know like I say sewing is my life it's every hour of the day and when I commute to work it's really nice to be able to listen to like-minded people chat about sewing as well um so thank you and keep up the good work bye Well, it's delightful to hear from you,
0: Amy. Thank you so much for sending in that contribution. And uh, wow, it sounds like you have your work cut out for you. You're doing the bridesmaids, dresses, and your own dress. So we wish you all the best on that. And please keep us up to date on how the dress is coming along. We can't wait to see it.
1: Next, we'll hear from Manju of Sew Manju. Amazingly enough, she'll be the second scientist slash sewer featured on this podcast today. Manju has a PhD in medical toxicology, but if they gave out PhDs for sewing, she'd definitely have one. Let's head now to the northwest part of England, Cumbria to be exact, to hear from Manju.
6: Hi, my name is Manju, and you can find me at my blog, sewmanju.wordpress.com, or on Instagram using the handle sewmanju, that's S E W M A N J U. Or one word. When I was a kid I don't recall having any ideas of being anything you know specific like I didn't want to be a ballerina or I didn't want to be you know a hairdresser or I didn't want to be a train driver or anything like that but I can remember I definitely was quite creative and artistic um I didn't used to sew when I was young, so I didn't definitely didn't want to do anything with sewing. But I did really enjoy art and drawing and painting. And I think I probably would have really liked to have been a graphic designer. Um, and when I was in secondary school, so when I was around 12 or 13, I entered a graphic design competition to design, I don't know if, do they still, yeah, they do still make OXO cubes. The cubes that you make are used to make gravy. And there was a graphic design competition, I think it was for the 75th birthday of OXO cubes. And basically there was a competition that um, pupils could enter from all schools um, all over the country. And you had to design a tin for these OXO cubes. And my entry, I didn't win, but I was basically, I was a runner-up in the contest. And I got a small cash prize and I got a trophy and I was in the local newspaper and it was all very exciting. And so it was, I've always been quite creative and it's something that I've enjoyed. But my parents, and it's no offense to them, but they were both in the medical field. And so I was gently pushed along the science route. Right now I'm a a project manager for a consultancy firm and basically I work in the field of veterinary pharmaceutical regulatory affairs. Uh, So what that means is I have clients uh, all over the world who approach me and ask me to help them get medical licences for their veterinary products. So this involves... um, writing compiling assessing large quantities of scientific data compiling scientific dossiers making submissions to medical agencies throughout europe liaising with those agencies um, defending products answering questions from the agencies and basically proving that the product is safe and efficacious for use and ultimately getting these licenses for my clients um it's a job that I really enjoy. Um, I, I have a degree in medical science and a PhD. And after I did my PhD, I went to work on the human side in drug research and development for a short period. And I kind of fell into the veterinary side because of personal circumstances. I had to move to the north of England uh, because my husband w- was on a training program here and the job choices were just a little bit more restricted but I knew that I wanted to have a job, a career and in, in the science field using my PhD and so it was a little bit of a, a tangent that I went off on but um, one that worked out quite well. I do enjoy it. I actually had a five-year career break and... Um, just to spend time at home with my daughter and my husband, and I went back to work six months ago. I don't regret having the five years off at all, but equally I'm really enjoying being back to work now. I'm back three days a week, which is a really nice balance. It still gives me lots of time to sew, and yeah, on the whole I enjoy it. When I'm not sewing, I like to spend time with my family, I'm married. I've been married for almost 13 years to Philip, who's a doctor. He's a GP. And I have an eight-year-old daughter, Kezia. I like to cook food and eat food. Um, I really like spicy food and just trying different cuisines out. I like reading and watching movies. I will read anything i will i will read all different types of genres but i admit that i really like and i may be you know a little bit strange like this i don't like happy endings i like movies and books which have really sad tragic dramatic endings um i just yeah some of my favorite books and movies Uh, just don't have happy endings and I actually really like that but given the choice if I have free time now I'd much rather sew. sewing is my my true love and the one that I'm most passionate about why do I sew I guess initially I started sewing really to have some kind of a creative outlet at the time when I started to sew I was working, I was working four days a week, I'd just got a promotion, I was a manager um, in regulatory affairs and I'd just had a baby and I'd gone back to work having had a year off on maternity leave and so life was really quite busy and on top of all of that I decided to do a diploma in medical toxicology. And I'm not someone who gets stressed out very easily, but I really felt the pressure during that period. And as I was coming to the end of the period, I can remember thinking quite clearly to myself, when this gets over, I really want to do something creative. I want to learn how to make clothes. So, yeah, I just as soon as I'd done my exam for this diploma, I went down to my local market and I bought some really beautiful heavy, pure wool, and I made a cape. And it it was fine. I mean, I I was amazed at the fact I'd followed this pattern and made this cape, and it didn't look half bad. I mean, of course, now, you know, the buttonholes were really dodgy, and some of the finishing wasn't very good, and etc, etc. But uh, wow, I'd made this cape, and it looked okay. And then, you know, I kind of I, I thought wow I, I really I really enjoy this and as I've got better I've found that obviously technically I've become more competent and now you know I feel so much more confident in my sewing and I can sew things that in when I first began I can remember looking at the Vogue pattern ratings And I would always think, you know, I'm never going to go above sewing an easy-level Vogue pattern. You know, it's out of the question that I go beyond that into a a medium or or an average or an advanced. But now I feel so much more confident. And I think with that also, I've become much more confident in my fitting abilities. And so if you ask me now, today, why do I sew? It's not just the creative outlet. That is part of it. But also the fact that I do think that the clothes that I make for myself, they fit me just so much better than the clothes I can buy ready to wear. Um, I mean, I think 99% of home sewists would say the same thing. Um, Yeah, the clothes I make, especially as a woman with curves, they just fit me so much better than anything I could buy ready to wear. And then also um, other reasons I sew, I just love the whole process of finding that right, the right fabric and the right pattern and pairing them together and taking a piece of flat fabric and manipulating it into this three dimensional form that fits my body. I just think that is like really, wow, you know, magical. And and having control over what I wear as well. I think when you buy ready-to-wear, you're just at the mercies of, you know, the fashion designer. If you want to find the perfect dress and it's got the right neck and the right length and it fits perfect, but it doesn't have sleeves and you really want sleeves, well, it's like when you make your own clothes, you are effectively the designer and you are in control And you make what you want to wear. And I I also think that's pretty amazing. So lots of reasons why I sew. Those are just a few. On my sewing table right now. um, Actually I've just finished quite a big slow project. Which was a winter coat. I've just finished making. Using a butterick pattern. A red mohair wool robe coat so it's got this big kind of dramatic shawl collar and it wraps around and fastens with two snaps you can either wear it unbelted and I've also made a belt so you can wear it belted and I just love it it's so cozy and warm and I've just literally finished well I finished that I think um actually I finished it about five six days ago and so just today I started something else I just wanted a fairly easy simple project um, you know as a bit of a palette cleanser and so I'm making a sequin t-shirt I'm really trying to use fabrics up from my stash Um, so I had I've got some gold sequin fabric in my stash and i'm using a pattern that i've already made it once before a butter another Butterick pattern last year i made a silk velvet tee using this pattern and it's actually a really great addition to my wardrobe because it's something that i can throw on over a pair of jeans and heels and feel you know a bit dressed up but not over the top dressed up so i'm hoping this sequin t-shirt's going to be something similar and I think I'm going to line fully line the T-shirt because I don't want the sequins scratching my skin. And hopefully it's just going to be something fairly easy. I don't to make. I don't need to make any adjustments to the pattern. So that's what's on my cutting table right now. What am I planning on sewing in future that I'm excited about? Well. Um, I've just finished making my annual winter coat. Yep, it's turned into something of a tradition that I make a winter coat every year. This is the third year of doing it. And next, I think I, as I mentioned, I went back to work about six months ago. And so I'm finding, especially now that we've got into the colder months, um, there are a few things that I feel I need in my wardrobe. So just some work-appropriate warm weather, or should I say cold weather, warm clothes, things which my office um, dress policy is not formal, but I like to look smart and comfortable. So I think I'd like to make a couple of Pauline Alice, is it the Aldaya dress? I've made it once before. I'd like to um, make a couple of dresses using that pattern that I can layer with cardigans and tights and boots. Speaking of cardigans, I've got the Blackwood cardigan from Helen's Closet um, printed out and and I've seen loads of great versions of that so I'd like to make a a cardigan using that. I'd perhaps like to find a good um, polo neck sewing pattern thinking about maybe I saw Mimi G actually had released a new one with a little ruffle option on the sleeve which I I like ruffle anything so um, possibly make a polo neck using some sweater knits that I've got Um, yep I've got some wool from Linton tweeds in Carlisle I live about 15-20 minutes away from Linton tweeds so I'd like to make I go and occasionally, you know, lurk around to see if there are any bargains to be had. And there are because they sell one meter length skirt lengths remnants at a, you know, really great price. So anyway, I've got a couple of skirt lengths in like an oxblood color and I'd like to make a skirt from that. Yesterday, I admit, I ordered some silk velvet. I really want a, a velvet dress and I've tried to make a couple of velvet dresses in the past and they've both been just completely wrong a combination of the wrong pattern choice I think with the wrong and not not really nice velvet either but hopefully this time fingers crossed I will get it right so yeah I've got loads of plans I tend to make a list of things to sew three to four times a year so I'm currently working my way quite happily through the list that I made um, at the beginning of autumn and I, I find that really helps me to focus my sewing and my ideas. Thank you so much for having me on the podcast. It's been really great. Hope you've enjoyed listening to me waffle on.
0: See you soon. We are happy to hear you waffle on, Manju. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? I recommend that everyone go and check out Manju's beautiful red wool coat that she mentioned. It is really stunning, and it looks amazing on her. She's actually paired it with uh, a pair of leopard-spotted pumps, and I just think it's so fabulous. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> Many thanks to all our contributors on this episode. It's so great to hear from you and get a little insight into the lives of people we see a lot in the online world, but don't necessarily hear from. If you're interested
1: in contributing to a future episode, head on over to ClothesMakingMavens.com to find out how. It's really as simple as hitting record on the recording app on your phone and just send us the file.
0: On our next episode, we'll be talking about some of 2018's new challenges in sew-alongs, so we hope you'll keep an ear out for that. Talk to you next time. Bye, Lori. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Clothes Making Mavens podcast. For more information and more episodes, visit clothesmakingmavens.com. We would love to hear from you. You'll find options for sending us an email, leaving a comment or even a voicemail on clothesmakingmavens.com. Hope to hear from you soon and thanks for listening.